who was the 32nd vice president of the United States. Richard Nixon. <laughs> Deep throat. <laughs> 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 You get to do the intro today, man. You're going to introduce your, your cousin. Yeah, 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 you know, definitely. You brought him. Yeah. He's your, this, this, is, if this he's, is Dylan. If he fucks this up, it's your fault. Yeah. This, this is on you. This is, this is Dylan. <laughs> this is your everybody fault. Everybody say hi to Dylan. Hey, hey Dylan. Dylan. Hi, everybody. How are you? Dylan, Welcome to Dylan. the show, man. Hey, thank you. Dylan was in the army. Yes, yeah. I was. So yeah. you got to bring him in here because, yeah. you know, Marines are better. Oh. That's what they think. So we're starting this early. Yeah. Mm. We'll, get, we'll get it going quick. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Try to keep yeah. the gloves up. Nothing below the belt. Oh, yeah. No. No hair pulling. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a, bit, a lot of big jokes about uh, Marines and all that that are out there. The biggest one is obviously they, they like crayons. So that's uh, that's where I usually head with Brian. <laughs> yeah. And I think it fits his uh, personality pretty well, actually. So it, he came into my work one day and he was getting some work done on his vehicle and sat him down. I brought over a huge box of Crayola and just, I was like, here, man, when I'm done with the car, hopefully you're not famished by the end of the time. <laughs> I just use them to spell army real big yeah. and then fill in what it's, you know, what it stands for. Ain't ready to be a Marine. Yet. Oh, right. Oh, army. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And no, I was actually, I was going to do the Marines, but the Marines said, uh, I was, uh, not fit for the Marines. So went yeah. to the army and the army was like, we'll take you in. So, I thought you were going to make a joke out of that. Like, um, you're too I, good. I was too smart. No, I did want to do the Marines and, uh, turns out that are like really big on like broken bones and stuff. So they're like, you can't have any broken bones. And so one point in my life, I, I broke my arm once. And so they're like, Nope, that's it. Seriously. You never yeah. broke a bone as a kid. Me? No. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm I've fucking, never broken a bone. No, I broke my Even wrist. though, listen, yeah. no, I suspect my toes broken like now. Okay. Like, did I tell you about this? How I stubbed my toe real bad. No. So, I guess about a month ago now, I was playing a video game with a buddy online, and uh, it was kind of a an in between matches situation, right? And I needed to pee really bad, so I was like, "Okay, I'll be," you know, "I've got a countdown going. I'm going to go pee. I'll be right back." Right. And then, I'm, anybody here who plays games, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been in this situation. This is a light speed situation, right? right. So I come flying out of my room, make the corner in the hallway. And at the time, my girlfriend had moved a a big, like, bench for a dining room table into the uh, hallway. And I kick that thing just soccer punt style as hard as you fucking can with my right foot, you know, get the little, two little toes. Mm. But keep going. Or actually, no, that's not true. I don't keep going. I crumble into a pile in the floor. (laughs) 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 Um... That lasts for a good 45 seconds, oh, you know, shit, just blinding pain. <laughs> Thanks for being honest about yeah, that, though. Yeah. Well, that, that is the I real situation. I kept going. I walked it off. It was <laughs> no, fine. I was Sure fine. didn't. Sure didn't. I think I gave it one of those real long, drawn out, like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Then I did eventually hobble my way back, told my buddy about it, and then we kind of just went on throughout the day. So here we are, I don't know, almost two months, month, two months later, and my foot still hurts. Like if I put weight on it the right way, this was in your old place. Uh-huh. Okay, I thought you meant like since you guys moved. Mm-hmm. No, so it's been and I've been at the new house for a month. Mm-hmm. I guess so. God. It's been almost two months, probably. Yeah. Mm. So, but there's no like swelling or any kind of weird looking Might be like action going on. No discoloration. But mm. you know, just every now and then, just kind of walking and ah, and then yeah. just kind of keep walking. Yeah. You know I mean? A fun thing happened to me with my toes last year. Um, 
Have you ever had your toes sucked? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, so I started streaming at the end of 27, 2018 is when I started. I think, I think that was the, the year, like right after you and I had left GameStop, mm-hmm. I started streaming. And, um, I sat in that chair for so long every day, like playing games. I was, I probably sat in my chair on average between 12 and 14 hours a day, this chair. And so when you first came in tonight, you're like, how do you like the gaming chair? And I was like, mm-hmm. cause when I sit in those chairs, I feel like my circulation is better. And man, like my toes on my left foot just went completely numb. And, uh, I stood up one day and couldn't feel them. And it felt like the little pins and needles kind of thing going on every time I would take a step. And then it just never came back. I uh, lost feeling in my toes. Like to to this day, I I got I got the feeling back about a month ago. Okay. I woke up one day and like step stood on my feet and I was like, oh, I can feel my fucking toe and I could still move them. I just couldn't feel them. The three middle toes of my left foot, I couldn't feel them for over a year. Wow, I was like, this is just my life now. Yeah, I just I got ghost toes. I wish that was my life. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. After getting hurt in the military and all that, I wish all your I little could, aches and pains. Were I just numb. wish I could. Yeah, just have the numbness, mm-hmm. but it's not a thing that I could have anymore. And I wish every day. If, Every time I go to the doctor and they're like, we're going to try this now or something like that. I'm like, if you guys tell me that you have to like dislocate my shoulder or just amputate the the body part, do it. Like, <laughs> like if it's, it's going to get rid of it, Shit. let's just do it. Shit. You know, that's how I feel. That's a rapid weight loss plan right there. Right. Yeah. Cut it the just fuck off. Take yeah. off a leg. Done. That's like a 50 pound save right there. You yeah. know? Yeah. Now I'm 150 instead of 200, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good attitude. I'm, I'm back yeah. at my weight average, my, my height. How, did you did you get injured in the army when you were like active service? Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't serve any deployments, but uh, during my time in, I was there for three years as an um, MP, military police. I did a lot of just different <laughs> little things. We were doing a lot of combat training. Mm-hmm. Basically, we were on a, a list. Basically, where if the president called, we had to be there within forty eight hours. So we were training all the time to make sure we were ready. You know, clearing buildings, uh, detaining operations, different stuff like that. Um, during that training, one night. My uh, platoon sergeant. I know. That's, it's, it's my fault this time. <laughs> my platoon sergeant runs into a building and uh, th- they had set up a tripwire and he hit that tripwire. And when he hit the tripwire, it exploded and it caused him to get like smashed his head into a wall. And then everyone pretty much behind him kind of did the same thing, tripped over him. Uh, we got him out of there. We ended up on the way out flipping a vehicle. Um, <laughs> and this is a training? Yeah, this is all training. Jesus yeah. So, Christ. well, like training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when we're doing shit, training, dude. it's it's full force. It's not, you know, it's not like, okay, we're training here. So just take it easy. No, it's this is a simulation. Yeah. The simulation <laughs> is as real as you can probably get it without actually dying. Um, and people do die in training. Actually, right. They do. Yeah. However, so, have oh, yeah. lifelong bodily injury. Exactly. So my so buddy, pretty cool. My buddy was in the turret um, of a vehicle. It's called an ASV. Basically looks like a, I can't even explain it, but it just looks like a tank like a with a smaller tank. turret yeah. on top. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting mm-hmm. inside that. So it's fully encapsulated. Well, he didn't realize that there was a seatbelt. So they're going down this big embankment and they hit the bottom and the front end caught and it just flipped. Ooh. So we rip open the doors, get him out. He's all shook and ends up, he has a concussion. And I'm like, do you have your seatbelt on? He's like, there's a seatbelt in this thing. <laughs> 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 so it was it was pretty good. Um, but I was on a ruck march and I had about 80 pounds of gear with me. We were about 10 miles into 20 mile ruck march when uh, I was walking outside of hill. And this is my first injury when I was in walking outside of hill. Rock gave out, tumbled, uh, broke my ankle and messed up my knee pretty good. And uh, 
got back up and I was like, yeah, pretty sure my ankle's broken. Pretty sure my knee might be broken too, but I'm 10 miles away from where I got to be. What are you going to do? I mean, you just got to keep going. So got up, kept walking to this day. I never actually got my ankle looked at properly. Um, and now, now they're trying to figure out what's wrong with it to this day. Well, it sounds like I, so, can, I can tell them what's yeah, wrong with it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a broken um, ankle. Yeah. So it's basically, this happened in 2012 too. And I'm, I'm still eating that one. So, Jesus. you know, eight years later, I'm, I'm eating that one up. And then I blew out my hip on a run. Uh, my first sergeant, he decided one day, hey, I want to be a fast runner like you. So I decided, okay, let's go for runs. And I was able to run six minute miles for like 10 miles straight, 15 miles straight. It didn't matter. Once I got running, kind of like Forrest Gump, like I just kept running. It didn't bother me. So we were running around base, got about 10 miles into that run and we finished. And he said, hey, now we're going to go with the company on another run. I said, all right, we'll go. But a mile into that one, everything in my hip, I just heard pop, click, snap. And I was like, ooh. So I've had two hip surgeries now on my hip. All the ligaments were torn. The cartilage got ripped apart. So uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's, yeah, and that was just training. Surgeries. Yeah. Off of training. Yeah. It's what so what you're telling me is that the body has limits. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. See, that's the thing. But it's you're usually in, though, a lot further than what you think it is. For sure. Right. Well, I mean, right. that's already much further than I would right. ever be going. So that's the thing. When you're in, you, you pulled your neck going down the stairs last I'm week. telling you, man. The, the whole, you know, drink some water. You know mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. They just tell you, drink some water, take some ibuprofen, you're good to go kind of thing. That's how they base everything that's in the military. That's what doctor tells me, too. It's right. Drink water. You're better. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've had to carry people and... You'll have like 300, 400 pounds on your back for two, 300 miles or two, two to three miles, you know, and you're just carrying all this weight and you get back and you look back and you're like, I don't even know how I did that, but I did. Well, not only and that. And then now like you realize you're, you're eight years later, you're paying for every single one of those yeah. miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I can feel those injuries coming back a lot of times too. Yeah. Yep. So now I'm starting to have issues with my back and my neck. So it's just like this like steady downslope. I'm 25 and I feel like I'm like 85. Jesus. So. It's bad. Every <laughs> single person I know who served in the military of any branch is injured. 100%. To, to some extent. Yes. Like, I they tell you sucks. That, yeah. <laughs> if they tell you they never got hurt, they're a liar. Yeah. 90% yeah. like, <laughs> of the time they'll be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, yo, your uh, your bones are sticking out of your neck. There. And it's no, like, no, it's fine, man. I just, I just need you to, to drink some water. <laughs> that's like it's almost <laughs> knees, too. Like, almost yeah, always. It's always lower yeah, body, usually. Oh, yeah. And that's because Andrew's of, having a lot of problems with his knees now. Yeah. So, um, a lot of weight on your back going up and down fucking mountains, right. running Flat around. Boots. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Yeah. Big ass boots. Mm -hmm. Like, let's put some R&D money into fixing that right. shit. <laughs> I mean, even when you got like the small little cold there, you, you just you got to like not even pretend it's even a thing because you don't want to like let someone else down by like not being there. So it's kind of uh, I just want a fucking mech suit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's it. Exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. And they, they were doing it in fucking they aliens. Were, yeah. I know. Like years yeah. ago. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty's got it. I don't get, know why we can't. Get with the fucking times already. Yeah. Jesus. I think it's, I mean, it's 2020. Maybe it'll be there one day. You, <sighs> you think? Know, I mean, shit. Yeah. Military budget is what? Trillion fucking dollars. Trillions. Yeah. All right. Trillions. So 
where's my fucking mech suit? Right. <laughs> right. Word. <laughs> where's my fucking Touché. mech suit? Right. Even now that you're out, you still want that mech suit. No, I still injured. want it. Right. Yeah, That's definitely. what I'm saying. Like, I could use that like, now. I could, yeah, too? definitely. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, it's time to take out the garbage. Right. Cool. Let me hop in. Strap in. So every muscle in your body's atrophy yeah. within the first year. I'm just sitting here playing video games in my underwear, but I'm wearing my mech suit. Yeah. Like, oh, hold on. Fuck the cars in the way. Let me get in my mech suit. Pick it up. <laughs> Come on. You can actually live out your dream. No double yeah. parking. Yes. Right. How much did Arnold lift? 500 pounds. Well, he has 2,000. Go. <laughs> Look at me in my mech suit doing all the work. But yes. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking legendary. That would be great. That would yeah. be good. I like that. I want a mech suit now. I do. I don't think Pretty about that. that. I haven't. See. I haven't sat and thought about that. Now I'm. Now it's going to be on my mind. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to be sitting there, stoned on the couch later, and I'm going to be like, add it to your high thoughts. Right. Like, oh man, I'm really hungry. We should go to the drive-through. I oh, could do this if I had a well, mech I could suit. Drive, but I could get in my mech suit. Yeah. Just stomp just all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. And I maybe, would. Maybe got and some I fucking jetpacks. Even if it knows. took like an hour and a half longer to get there. Yeah. I would. I would choose the mech suit. It's all those people. Yeah. Right. All those people would see you and you'd be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And then your fucking battery dies and you're stuck on the side road. Triple A. Tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just fucking a bigger guy in a bigger again. mech suit comes yeah. and grabs you, you right. know? Like- <laughs> oh, shit. It'd be fucking great. Yeah, it basically mm. turns into a fucking mighty Morphin Power Ranger at the end of it. Right. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Megazord. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just, <laughs> three of them get fucked up. You got, All right, Morphin to the Megazord. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My mech suit would be the penis, too. I bet it would just just flopping around right in the middle. Is that why it never stands up all the way? Indeed. (laughs) Brian, that mech suit is shorter than you are, man. I don't know how you're going to fit in there. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. It It's got a rose. It's got a weird bend. (laughs) Why is it to the left? Why does your mech suit? I don't know. Why does your mech suit have scoliosis? I don't know. Fucking designer flaws. It'll also fix erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Right. And mectile dysfunction. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Shit. Oh. So, man, what kind of what kind of work do you do today? Uh, so right now I work in the automotive business. I work for Goodyear. Um, so I'm a service manager there. I've been doing the service manager kind of gig for about five years now with Goodyear, about a year and a half. So when um, I hear Goodyear, I think of tires. Right. Okay. Yes. So I, basically, I'm I'm the guy who grabs the paperwork from a technician and they say, this is everything wrong with the vehicle. I'm the one who's going to put it all together, bring it to you and say, this is what's wrong with your vehicle. So basically, I have to kind of understand everything about a vehicle and also be able to talk to a customer in a way that a customer would want to be approached when you say, hey, I got $2,000 worth of work here. You know, that's not an easy way to come to someone and say, hey, by the way, I know you're here for, you know, an oil change, but your car needs two grand worth of work. It's not mm-hmm. an easy conversation. So if so we went be, outside right now, could you tell me all the shit that's wrong sure. with my car? Absolutely. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it all the time. Well, yeah. real talk, there is a thing that's really bothering me right now yeah. that if you could tell me anything about yeah. it. Yeah. No, for sure. That'd make Absolutely. Me super happy. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Brian, 
Uh, he comes sees me all the time over at work. I work I work in Frankfurt, so you guys you guys are welcome to come in anytime and get your vehicle looked at. We'll take a I'll look. I'll bring at my it. mech suit in. Yeah, yeah. bring yeah. it in. Nice. Um, I'm new to the mech suit though, so I'm yeah, not yeah. sure about all the components on it yet. Wow. I'm still learning. Still gonna have I to did, look, yeah. look that up in the manual. Though. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went to Valvoline this week and they did the same shit to me. They they got me in you know in the bay and then I told them what I wanted, the oil change, right. all the stuff, and they pulled up on the on the computer and they turned the screen and they're like, we've got all these other things that you could do, and they're all like. I don't know. They sound super easy to do. And if you're going to do it in like the next 20 minutes, then I don't necessarily feel like I need to pay $800 for that. But do they um, hit you with the, uh, did they hit you with the air filter? Yeah. Thing? Like every time I've ever been to Valvoline, every time I swear to God that, you know, they, Hey, let me get an oil change. Yeah, sure. They get under there and then they do the deal where they come to your window. And this dude just pulls out this fucking, air filter that looks like it's from the apocalypse just ratty and falling apart and in pieces well, this is your current air filter just doing the bending it back and forth thing you can replace this and it's like man i'm pretty sure i had my hood up you know like a week ago in my so i think there's kind of a little bit of tomfoolery happening there's a racket yeah. he had that in his back i think pocket. they i think they have like an on on deck you know fucked up air filter right i, I really do i really they do believe they, that they might no, I, I would definitely say like a Valvoline, like one of those quick change places mm-hmm. are places that I would say not to trust. A lot of my work actually comes from Valvoline because they mess up a customer's car and now they have to push it to my shop to get fixed. You know, they'll they'll drive it through the bay um, and they got the holes in the in the ground so they could do everything underneath. Right. Well, the person driving it in, if it's Don't. not the customer, drives it right into the actual floor. And now they got a busted radiator or something Shit. else broken. So now they got to push it to my shop so I can fix it. So it's one of those things where I, I would say, don't take it to those places. Take it to a real shop. They do offer know. convenience. They so do. And, they do. And, that is, and I got into this one and it was all girls working and they were right. all fucking hot girls. Yeah. It was not even like the usual, you know, there's usually like one tall skinny dude with a, with a, he shouldn't be growing a mustache, but he's growing a mustache and he's trying it out. And his wife says that it looks good, but it doesn't look good, but she doesn't want to tell him it doesn't look good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's got it. And he's like in your face with it. You're just like, I don't know what you just said about my, my oil level, but you should shave that fucking mustache. dog. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's like the fat guy and like the guy that doesn't really do anything. He just stands over in the corner and looks at you like the smoking man from fucking X-Files. Yeah. 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 But but, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) But I pulled into this one and it was just like three super hot chicks there. And I was like, well, I guess I know where I'm going to get my oil change from now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were Josh, fast. They you're, were you're back fast. again this week, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I see, you said 10,000 miles, but uh, so I, I've yeah. been driving since I left. <laughs> <laughs> Just drove to California and back twice. <laughs> they do offer that convenience that uh, like a, a bigger shop does not offer. I mean, like my typical oil change time is like an hour to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So most people don't want to wait an hour, an hour and a half. And you're going to pay a little bit more at my shop. But what you're paying for is that that confidence level that we will carry with our product. So that's that's the difference that you're going to get out of it. Um, what are we trying to sell you guys on? No, I mean, good year. This episode is brought to you by Goodyear. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, um, you're, you're already pitching yeah, me we're, pretty good. Right. So. We're actually right now in the Goodyear blimp. No one knows that. We should probably tell them that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been my goal since I've been there is trying to get into that Goodyear blimp. And they're mm. like, you're not going to get into it. I'm like, 
I'll be in there. I'm yeah. going to do it. So, sounds like they're not going to get in there. Right. right. That's right. the thing. Like, yeah, I'll be talking when to higher When you show up ops. in your fucking mech, they don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Goodyear definitely owes us some money for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Right. Anytime they want to pick us up on plugging an ad. the fuck out of you, Goodyear. I'm, I'm absolutely going to tag them in this shit. It's a. It's, it's a. And I'm going to tag Valvoline and be like, what the fuck's up, Valvoline? Yeah. What's your story? What's up, bitches? Maybe uh, give get it together. Mm-hmm. Give the girls on Richmond Road a, a good review, though. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're doing good. They're doing good. I was in and out of there 15 minutes, man. That's yeah. My car hasn't exploded yet. So I assume they did what, whatever they said they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, sure the Valvoline, the, like the first time I went to one, it kind of changed. Like I, when I started driving, I was going to Walmart to get oil changes. Right. That's where I went. That I, I don't know why. Like, I don't No one ever directed me. Hey, go to Walmart for your oil changes. Right. I just kind of did. And that stuck for years. And then it takes forever. Mm-hmm. Like fucking forever. If you've ever oh, yeah. gotten your oil changed at Walmart and they'll tell you, you know, when you come up to the counter, it's like, yeah, it's there's about everyone. 36 cars in front of you. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at anywhere from one hour to 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it's, so, and it's like, all right, dude, well, I'm going to just <laughs> walk around in Walmart. And back in the day, listen, it wasn't too bad because the electronic section still had like your GameCube set yeah, up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have all that. So I legit would just go back there and play GameCube until over the PA, someone tells me. My car's done, and yeah. there I go. Well, I moved up here, and I, the the guy I was living with at the time, I told him, I was like, man, I'm going to get my oil changed. Where's the nearest Walmart? And he was like, what the fuck are you going to Walmart? Where other, where else do you get oil changes? <laughs> yeah. Is there- well, right down the road, there's a Valvoline. And he told me, and I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. Walmart's great. That's where I go. So I tried. I decided I'm going to try this. I'm going to go to Valvoline. And like you said, man, I mean, fuck it. It's like going through the drive-thru of Arby's. Yeah. You know, actually, Arby's might take longer someday. Yeah. Like you, you sit there and you line, you don't get out of your car. Yeah. All right. Just drive right through, pull up, talk to some dude in the window, bing, bang, boom. I'm driving out the other side. Yeah. Done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's definitely a convenience thing. I mean, that, that that aspect of it. Right. That's tough to beat. And that's the thing. (laughs) I I get a lot of people come in and they expect that Valvoline service speed. And they come into my store and they're like, I need an oil change right now. And I'm like, okay, well, so did the 37 people sure. behind you that are sitting in a chair now. And they've been here for six hours. So if you want to join that line, go ahead. But I'm just letting you know, it's probably not going to get done in the time you're expecting. Every time a vehicle comes in, we're doing a full vehicle inspection, like top to bottom. So it it takes time to do that stuff. And that's the world we live in, though. I mean, we all, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this just need everything to be done right the fuck this yeah. second and that's instant like before like i need my shit done before any of you 100%. you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. and that's the funny thing it's terrible that's the funny thing so everyone says you know okay boomer you know that mm. that's the big thing right now mm. well the funniest thing is is those boomers are the ones coming in my store more than the the people who made their appointment online complaining about time-wise or price or anything like that you know the boomer will come in and say my day i did that in an hour why are you charging me 115 bucks i'm like well because it's going to take me an hour to do and it's 115 dollars like i don't know what to tell you you know this is the situation we're in (laughs) right so if you want me to do it this is what it's going to cost if you want to they are changing bud right and and they get super mad when you try and tell them that and they just tell you i can't believe you swindle people like this and Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not swindling i think people just want to be mad Right. Oh, yeah. When you when about everything. Yeah. yeah. Just like just mad for the sake of being mad, having right. something to gripe about. Uh-huh. And the first thing that anyone complain about is their car. 
because no one expects their car to break. So when it does, they're automatically mad. And now they're coming to you and they know they're going to get a really bad price. Because it's your fault. But, it's your fault. That but it's broke. my fault. Yeah. Right. Mm. So so they come in and I tell them, yeah, by the way, your car is pretty messed up. This is what's going to be. You know, when someone drives over a meeting at 50 miles an hour and they're like just praying that they just need, you know, some new air in their just tire and alignment. Just put some lug nuts on there. Yeah, like that would be duct good, tape, right? Duct tape, right? Duct yeah. tape. And that's the thing. People come in and you're like, no, like you need like all new suspension parts and it's going to be quite a bit. See, I kind of have the opposite problem that personally I have terrible anxiety about vehicles. Okay. Like very bad anxiety about a car just because I expect at all times that my car is about to break down. Like at any given time I'm in it. And so anytime I do take it to a shop. You know, I'm right. Okay. Well, I've set aside, you know, $3,500 for this. See, but yeah. oh, like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the fuck this is, like, I've got the money set aside. The tires. <laughs> right. And so I will. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it does cost that much. Don't get me wrong. Right. But there are times where, you know, I take it in there and my guy's it's just like, man, your fan belt's old. Yeah. I replaced it 25 bucks. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That's yeah. like right. a fucking mm-hmm. lottery. And so that buys me about 24 hours of mental peace. Right. Until, and then, until I hear the next noise. See, yeah. I'm always really suspicious of anything like that because I don't know anything about cars. Oh, me neither, I can bro. change a tire. Uh, I helped a guy change my brake pads, a friend, mm-hmm. you know, change that, change those out. So I actually learned how to do it, but I don't have any of the fucking tools that he used to do that shit. He did it in 25, 30 minutes. He has like a, you know, the whole garage at his house, detached oh, yeah. garage and a full mechanic shop. I don't know anything about vehicles at all. So if something rattles, if something leaks, whatever, I don't know how to get under there and fix it. Or I, I just don't, I don't know anything about it. So if you get in there and tell me, you know, oh, it looks like, you know, you do, you could do the Tommy boy. I mean, it looks like the checking the specs on the inline Whoa. rotary. R- right. Rotors. What was that old Dane Cook skit? Do you remember that? Where he was like, took his car to the mechanic. And he was like, yeah, you've got a tiny unicorn inside of your yes. radiator. <laughs> it's just <laughs> jumping around, poking holes in fucking everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. How, how okay. much does it cost to get that out of there? No, for right. sure. That's exactly what I would do. That, that's exactly what I do. I don't know shit about cars. Right. Just call him. I'm like, yo, yeah, fix my shit. Help. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like a mechanic. Mechanic is one of those things or one of those people that you need to build a relationship. Absolutely. With. Oh, you yeah. need to pick someone. Mm-hmm. And if you like their work, stick with it. And you got to trust them. I'm trying too. to build a relationship That's, with the girls at Richmond Road. That's, why I keep going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Is the trust. The industry has a bad name just to begin with. So that's. That's something that I try and instill in my store. So anytime a customer comes in, I take them to their vehicle and I can visibly show them what's wrong. That's the best selling point. Because if I can show you and make you understand, okay, this is why it's bad. Then it makes sense. And you just sense. show them the Ford logo. Then, right. you, then you just pull <laughs> then you pull that air filter out from right. underneath there. Just look. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I should, that's I should get a job with you because it'd yeah, be come, easy when, when you bring in the vehicle. I'll just take out like a fucking sledgehammer and just start smashing shit. Crush right. your enemies. Then he comes back out like, what was wrong with your car. <laughs> hey, look, everything's you need, wrong with You need it. a windshield and a transmission. Yes. No, oh, real, real talk, though, man. Like, I had a mechanic. <laughs> I'm from Western Kentucky, and I had okay. a mechanic down there who was just. The mechanic I had the whole time I lived there. Mm-hmm. And one day I took my car to him for something. I think my radiator was fucked or something okay, like yeah. that. And then I took him and he was going to fix it. And then when I went back to him and he gave me my car back, he was like, oh, also, 
the uh, window motor, like on, you know, that makes your window go up and down on your driver's side was out. So I just replaced it and didn't charge me for it. And granted, I was giving him the $800 or whatever it costs to fix this radiator. But just him doing that one little extra thing, like after that, right. I was like, well, this is where I go. Right. And I'm going to tell all my buddies, like, hey, do you need a mechanic? Spot, yeah. Go to this guy. He did this for me this one time. Right. And like. That shit goes a long way it for does. me in that it does. kind of world. It's I mean, I've, I've had some bad tastes in my mouth for mechanics before, for sure. But it's a problem because, you know, we can't not have a car. Right. Like, I know to some extent, yeah, you can fucking ride a bike or whatever and go some places. But we're not in New York. You know, like, right. we, we need cars. Absolutely. Around here. And right. so whatever they tell you, you got to. Right. You got to eat it. You right. know, I mean, there's never a good time for your car to break down. No. But, you know, if you're struggling that month or whatever and you take it in the mechanic, it's real easy to just yeah. incorrectly take that anger out, you know, on that. Person. I mean, not physically or whatever, right. but, you know, I've, take it out on them. Like, yeah. how the fuck does this cost twenty five hundred dollars when I'm sure in your position, you're like, because, man, that's how much it costs. Right. I don't, you know? Right. I don't make the bus. Well, see, I treat right. that shit just like I treat the dentist. Like, I, you know, my tooth hurts. It's like the check engine light comes on. Right. I'm like, mm, I could probably just. uh get along with it for a while you know yeah and then oh, yeah. you know and then it's it, it real bad yeah and then, then all of a sudden then the you, check can't, you can't light. open your mouth because <laughs> oxygen hurts your teeth <laughs> then the check engine light flashes and you're like i think that's worse i don't think it was doing that before yeah <laughs> you know and you're trying to chew something you're like i don't think i always felt this bad whenever i just ate like soup and, and there's a fucking orchestra playing yeah, and then you're like spitting up blood in your fucking <laughs> yeah, hood exactly. you're like uh what the fuck is going yeah. on now it All sounds right. like the cast of stomp is in my fucking yeah. front of my car right now yeah. that's a good comparison because i mean if you can go in there and all you need is a filling yeah, that is a substantially lower cost than wait until a root canal. Well, I've never had I've never had a filling. Uh, I haven't been to the dentist in a couple of years now. Like I floss twice a day. I brush twice well, a day. Well, coming take, from someone who's had a lot I of fillings, I've they're never, way cheaper. Than I, I never I never had braces. I never had a cavity. Like every time I would go, they were just like, you're good. Let's clean your teeth. Yeah. And I, I was like, cool. So I just stopped going. Yes. Yeah. And now I've, I've I'm like, if I don't go. Then I don't have to pay money for them to tell me you have 19 cavities, which I assume is what I have in my mouth right now. It's probably all cavity. It's probably all it is. The whole thing is a fucking the whole, cavity. The whole yeah. thing is a cavity. And then we're going to be like, we just Oh, that's a great sweetheart well, you got there. Yeah, no, it's just my cavity. Teeth. We need to pull all those out. Those aren't even <laughs> teeth anymore. Most of that is just. They just go there just kind of. That's <laughs> most of that is calcified corn. I don't know how it's still there. You guys ever have those like. You guys were talking a couple episodes about high thoughts. My high thoughts have always been on stuff like glasses and dentists in general. We were like, well, they want you to brush your teeth twice a day or three times a day because you're going to like wear them out and then they're going to be able to like replace them yeah. type that thing. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So like I think about that stuff kind of like eyeglasses. You start wearing eyeglasses, your eyes start to get weaker because it's, that, you know, it's the truth. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like they keep putting these eyeglasses on you and the worse Fucking your vision scam. is. Fucking obsolescence. Yeah. Planned obsolescence. Right. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I certainly buy that. I mean, because I've, I've, I go to the dentist. Well, my sister's a dentist. Okay. Well, so that's I'm, nice. I'm able to go to the dentist. Mm. I do have the I was about luxury to say, of that. You don't even have to pay for um, your shit usually. Mm. Previous to that, however, I had braces. I had my wisdom teeth pulled. I had filling. I've, I've been in a dentist chair a lot of times in my life to the point where I can fall asleep in a dentist chair. Mm -hmm. Even when they're in there, just, you know, yeah. I can fall asleep. Um, and then glasses, too. I wear glasses. And I have okay. terrible vision. But it gets worse. You're right. Like, every time I go, it's just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. 
it's your eyes getting lazy because mm-hmm. they don't have to do their job. It's like, yeah. it's like hiring a butler to clean your house. Like, you know, you're yeah. going to start getting lazy about it. Oh, a butler do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, this pizza's done. I'm just going to throw it on the floor. He'll clean mm-hmm. it. You know, Winston. that kind of thing. Right. And then you realize, shit, I haven't paid it. There's enough. a pizza box here. Then <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you realize. <laughs> shit, I haven't paid him in two months. And then you realize Winston's not there anymore. And you're like, oh, mm. fuck, I have to clean all this up. Winston you know? died. <laughs> That's what that smell was. Right. Uh, Son of a bitch. I've been yelling at him to clean it up. And it just kept smelling. I thought it was the pizza. <sighs> Winston. Fucking... Immigrants. There it is. <laughs> Stay in your own country, Winston. <laughs> Die in my attic. <laughs> that was good. Oh, no. Oh, Party foul. Oh, oh, so suck the dick. Chuck, ch- choke on the dick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chuck on the dick. There it is. Mm, Yummy down on this. I mean, I think you have to go at least one balls deep on that. (laughs) Yummy. How how deep can you go for spilling a beer on our table? No No one's ever done this. No, this is the first time. This is the first. Dylan, way to fuck it up. Which is impressive. Season two. We made it a full, we we got through a full season without even spilling a drink. This is why you can't have nice things. Yeah. Now that you spilled your beer on our table, let's talk about how you were a cop. Wow. <laughs> so I was a cop. All right. In a dream once. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I spent, spent three years in the military as a military police officer. And then uh, I worked for um, a local city department. Uh, we'll leave names out. Yeah. But uh, I was there for about nine months and then some family issues came up. So that takes precedence to me over everything. So went back to take care of the family. Sweet. What's the craziest shit you've ever encountered being a cop so you want gory or no 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 no. Uh, i want i want i want i want comedy yeah what's the funniest like couldn't believe you're actually seeing it what the fuck is going on here all right so this is like my first year into the military um get a call for a noise complaint all right sounds good so head to the barracks go upstairs knock on the door knock on the door again guy comes to the door answers it he's holding a fucking lampshade no shit over his dick lampshade all right <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> at least he's holding it though if his hands are above and, his head right then you're like all right man good yeah for you no so yeah he's holding it and i'm like really like the amount of time it took you to come to the door and the only thing you could have found in that time like it was like a minute and a half was a lampshade like you what? couldn't even you couldn't even put clothes on that a time lampshade like, would be work right yeah. like that's what i'm saying like screw the light, yeah, bulbs, right? light bulb and everything yeah. so i'm like what the fuck you know so i'm like okay I'm like, sir, I, I got to come inside and make sure everything's okay in here because I got a noise complaint from here. And I don't hear anyone else in here when I walked up to the door. So I got to make sure, like, legitimately you're not killing somebody in here or some shit, right? So um, I walk in, start looking around the apartment, get to the back room, and I'm, like, trying to figure out where the hell he got this lampshade from in the first place because there's no lamps in there. <laughs> so, like, I'm super confused. So you're not even actually looking right. for murder. You're looking right. for lamps like, without a shade. Like, like <laughs> something's amiss here, and I'm trying to figure it out. So I mosey on through, get to this back room where he was actually staying, and uh, I walk in the room, and I, I slightly glass over the room, stop, double take back. There's a lady standing 
behind the fucking one lamp in the whole entire place, just like completely still, <laughs> like like thinking that she'd be like hidden behind a light, like you know, a kid like behind the curtains, right? But nice. she was just standing behind a light. I can't and, believe uh, you can see me. And I was like, <laughs> but like <laughs> I had just done such a quick look, I didn't even think. And I was like, really? So she steps out from behind it. She's naked. And I'm like, okay, like. All right, so obviously I, I I can kind of put two and two together here. You guys, I hope are, so. You guys are you guys are going at it, and you guys are making hella noise right now. Then I hear some rustling, so I turn around, and look, fucking closet door opens, two more chicks walk out naked, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> so, so, so dude was having an orgy. Yeah. Oh nice. So he was having an orgy, but it was just him. It's a reverse gang bang, Brian. Guys, right. It's not an orgy. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know which way it was Pam going. Anderson, Tommy Lee days. <laughs> That's well, true. So. <laughs> So I'm just standing like, I can't fucking believe this shit. Like, this is my first time ever into an apartment and I never want to go back into one. You know, like I, this is this that was is a your weird very experience. first apartment call. Well, yeah, that was my first apartment call. And everyone always said, anytime cool. you go to an apartment, they're always naked. And I didn't like I was like, all right, whatever, dude. That's just like, you know, the joke. Yeah. Everything's always got a joke behind it. You know, so I was like, it's true. Like, this is true. <laughs> and, and, and so that was my first encounter. And then my second encounter. I was uh, I was actually doing like an internship at a police department. This is after I got in the military and uh, we're driving through an, uh, an apartment complex and we're going to a call. I'm like, every time I go to these, just so you know, officer, the person's naked. He's like, no fucking way. I'm like, dude, it happens every time. I don't know what to tell you, but they're naked. So we get out of the car, start walking towards the door and we hear, hey, officers. We look up two girls on the balcony fucking Hanging out naked. He's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, no way. So we walk inside. No wonder everyone lives here. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk inside. How much go up is the, the rent here? <laughs> and, and we get in there. He knocks on the door. Lady comes to the door. Naked. Like people just like, apparently apartment complex just means no decency. And they just don't care if like they're naked or not. Like I understand being naked in your home. But like when you answer the door, just. I was naked until you, you guys know, got here. Right. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. Like yeah. whatever. But it's, it's, hence, when, when I walk the, in, yeah, like a dildo, clearly, I didn't even, I didn't even clean up. Yeah, it looks used. <laughs> Some hair on the on the tip. Yeah. I've wondered what that funky smell was this entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't have to wonder very far. Those are, those are, those are asshole hairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it used to be white. Um, <laughs> uh, oh man! Uh, uh, but those are the. Like, I cannot believe it stories is basically just you walk into a situation and you're not expecting it. I just keep looking at the big old yeah. black schlong. It must work like, out. Did you pick that color? <laughs> did you? <laughs> have you have you ever pulled over a cop? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, tell me. Yeah. So um, one day I'm sitting at a, just a stop sign. I'm like, you know what? Today I'm just going to sit here and just get a couple people for blowing stop signs. Quick little pull over, a little warning. Good to go kind of deal. So I'm sitting there, no traffic's coming through there. And I'm, I'm like getting ready to pull out of, out of my spot, go somewhere else. And as I do so, put my car in drive, someone just blows through the intersection, hauling. They were doing at least 60 and a 25. So I was like, oh, okay. So by the time I actually got behind them, this is actually right by your house, um, oh, nice. by the Hardys is where I actually turn on my lights. But I was in the neighborhood across from yours by all those apartment complexes. Yeah. And so- it took me like a mile and a half to catch up to him. That's how fast he was going um, from a dead stop. So I finally caught up to him, turn on my lights, pull him over, get behind him, get out, walk over to the front door. And I see it. he's in a personal, he's in a police uniform and he's got the little chief emblems on top. So I know this is a police chief. 
I was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> so do my little introduction. This is Officer Woods, so-and-so to police department. And uh, do you know why I'm stopping you? And he goes, no. So I tell him, well, I was sitting at the stoplight back there and you blew through that at at least 60 miles an hour. Do you have an explanation? Like, obviously, you're a police officer. You might have a valid reason that you're going that fast. And he goes, I'm just going to work. No reason. <laughs> I said, OK, like you just handed him. Right. Get out. Get out. Right. Past. So I said, all right, well, license, registration, proof of insurance. He goes, are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm doing my job. Like, you should know this, you know, so go ahead and hand it over. He goes, well, it's in my trunk. And I go, okay, get out of your car, go to your trunk. He goes, seriously, on, on a busy highway? Yeah, we're going to do this. Like, get out of your car, get your stuff. And he goes, well, there's a gun back there because my duty belt's back there. I'm like, I'll, I'd be aware of that. Like, I understand that you're a cop. Get out of your car, get your stuff. So he grabs it all. A secondary officer pulls up behind, gets out of his car. He, um, he walks over and he goes, oh, that's the police chief of so-and-so. And I was like, uh-huh. And he goes, what are you pulling him over for? I was like, he was doing 60 and 25, any blue stop sign, like blew through it. And he goes, just let him go. I'm like, why? Like, why does he deserve that? Just the double I guess, standard. Right. The yeah. double standard. Like, Good why, for you. Right. And I said, that that shouldn't be the way it works. Yep. And he goes, come on, dude, just like, let, let him go. He stopped you. He was complying. I'm like, yeah, he was complying, but he was also kind of being, you know, a jerk about it, type A jerk. And I was like, that's not fair to everybody else. If I pull him over and they're a jerk to me, they they probably expect the ticket then, you know, and that's that's the way a lot of police officers do their work. You know, that's one thing I can I can probably give as advice is just be polite yeah. and just super nice about the situation. Comply with what they're saying, unless it's like illegal, you know, like stand your, your, your rights, Legal but ground, yeah. right. But at the same time, if they're being cool with you and you're cool with them, most of the time, they're not even going to like give you a hard time or hassle you. It's mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to really is just being so nice. Did you let them go? I did. It was oh. I did. And <sighs> And so it was. A Marine wouldn't have done that. No, right. no I would have fucked so, that guy in his ass <laughs> with your dildo. <laughs> and here's here's the big thing on it is is even if I let the didn't let the double standard happen, it would have gotten thrown out anyways because a judge wouldn't allow that to happen. They they're not going to let a police chief get hung and dried over a stop sign. They're not going to let it happen. Um, but me, so, on the other hand, right? No, you're hang oh, me yeah, right you're out. Oh, right, you're, gonna, you're definitely you're done. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good knowledge. Um, the uh, other time was when I was actually on the military installation. They had just enforced uh, no texting and driving. That was like the big push, and it was like big deal to the the actual commander, post commander. So one night I'm driving, see someone texting, driving, pull them over. Turns out to be the commander of the post. So we write him a ticket, hand it to him. He crumbles it up, throws it on the ground. And he was like, you know who I am? I'm like, sir, I don't care who you are, because at the bottom of the day, like it's my job to enforce the laws that you tell me to set for this base. So you need to follow these as well, because you set the standard for the military at this installation. So if you're doing this, anyone can do it then. So I get right on the ticket get back to the car, get back to the station that night, turn in all my stuff. And they, they look at the ticket to see who was on there. And they're like, seriously? I'm like, seriously. 
They crumpled it up themselves and threw it out. They're like, you can't do that. So basically, the man above me still smashed it. So that double standard almost seems like no matter what, it's going to get in place at some point with somebody. Unless you're in the Marine Corps (laughs) and you fucking are the company commander and you show up drunk at the gate and then you get fucking arrested and then forced into resignation. Right. That's the thing. A lot of people, you know, don't like police. You know, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I get it because a lot of police officers are just type A personalities. And uh, that's the way it shouldn't be. It's it's supposed to be up, you know, protecting everybody and protect and serve. Right. Exactly. You know, part of that service is leading by example, though. Right. Absolutely. And that's the way I kind of tried to carry myself in my Mm -hmm. police, uh, my time as a police officer. I just I didn't feel like being a jerk would really get me anywhere, not just only in the department, but in the community. It's it's something where let's say you have a a youngster, you pull over a youngster or something like that for his first time. And he's shaking out his boots. Like he doesn't know what's about to happen. And you give him a hard time. Well, you just set the standard for him that this is how every interaction is going to go. So I just need to toughen up and be that jerk. Right. Versus that first time we have an interaction, he goes, that actually wasn't that bad. He was super cool. And then he also gave me some tips and pointers about something or whatever, you know, like helped him out with something. Like you'll see those videos online of like the cop tying the tie for the guy on his way to the prom and he doesn't have a dad to do it. You know, little things like that. Maybe that's my problem because the first time I ever got pulled over and I was shaking in my boots, the cop was a dick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And I was just going to tell that story. The very first time that I ever got pulled over, Yeah. Um, mom and dad gave me a hard curfew, 10 p.m., you know, I'm at my girlfriend's house. I'm in high school. So I'm, I'm probably 17 at the time. Been driving six months, six and a half months, whatever. And just getting into the whole, I'm having sex or at least getting blowjobs. So I'm having like, I'm having fun when I'm at my girlfriend's house. There you go. Unbeknownst to her parents. Yeah. But we, time gets away from me as it will do when you're getting uh, a blowjob. In, getting a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I look up and suddenly it's, you know, 950 and I have a 15 minute drive and I've only got 10 minutes to get there. So I'm flying down the road. I think I was going 70 or 75 and a 55, uh, not swerving or anything, but it's also late at night. This is backcountry roads. No one there. I've never seen a cop on my road. I've lived there my whole life. So I'm driving one way. Cop passes me in the other lane. And I knew it as soon as he passed me. I was like, fuck. So I already hit my brakes. Right. I watched him in my rearview mirror make a 180 while driving. Like he made like an action film, you know. Swoop. Fucking too fast, too furious swoop around. And he comes up behind me and I immediately signal. I turn on my interior lights. I pull straight over. I know exactly what to do. Pull over, put my hands on 10 and 2. I've already got my insurance and license and registration out. And I'm sitting there and just waiting for him to come up. My window's down. Music's off. And he comes up to the window and he says, why'd you run away from me, son? And I said, I didn't. I mean, I started stopping before you even put your lights on, officer. I saw you turn around. I knew you were going to get me. So I just went ahead and pulled over. And he goes, well, it looked like you were running to me. I got back up on the way. So don't try anything. If you can just pull your keys out of the ignition, that'd be good. And then I'm a, I'm literally not even a quarter of a mile away from my road. And he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. He said, you got any drugs on you? No, I've got a guitar in the back in my backpack. I'm, I'm clearly a 17 year old kid, clean cut. You know, I'm, don't look like a druggie. Don't yeah. look like a druggie. So he goes, like, he asked me if he can search the vehicle. And I actually said, no. I was like, do you have a reason to search my vehicle? And he said, no. I said, well, then no. He brings four other officers up and they surround my vehicle and wall me in. 
two in the back and one right beside me, double parked, and then one in front of me. And there are just cops walking all around my car. And he said, call your mom and dad and tell them you're going to be late. You're getting a ticket. And they held me there for probably 45 minutes to an hour while they wrote right. me that ticket for really, I mean, Not obviously for speed, for speeding. Yeah, sure. I was clearly breaking the law, right? but I was super respectful. I did everything that I should have done. And he was just an asshole about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also <clears throat> made a production out of it. He did. Right. Yeah. It he takes scared, four costs yeah. to, to, to write actual, a ticket. He scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of me. And I've had probably five or six speeding tickets, but I've done the same thing every time. Immediately pull over, immediately turn, you know, if it's night, turn on my overheads, make sure that they understand my hands are, you know, free and clear. I'm right. trying to make sure that you feel safe when you walk up to my car. Absolutely. I don't want you to freak out and get nervous and do not you personally, but like, right. no, I don't absolutely. want, I don't want the, the officer to walk out and be nervous and have their hand on their gun. Like, right. I just don't need that. I don't need that shit in my life. So I'm doing everything I can to make you as comfortable as you can when you enter my little bubble so right. that you know that you're safe. Definitely left a, like a bad taste in my mouth though. Absolutely. I think, I think everyone's got those stories. I mean, I, I personally have stories too, is, you know, 16 year old on my way home and just got my license kind of thing. And I got pulled over by a small little town police officer and I knew I was speeding, but it was only like five over. And most departments actually have a, uh, a policy that says you can't even think about stopping them till like 10 or 12 over. Really? So yeah, like the partner I was with said 12 and 12 over, you can stop them. Otherwise don't even waste your time. <laughs> so that's what we fall. Now, granted, you can still stop somebody for doing five over, but what's the point? You know, it's not worth the time, really. So that's that's basically the policies that get put in place. So that's a little food for thought. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing 10 over most places, you'll be OK. I would try and stay at, stay at like eight or nine just to be safe. But I keep yeah. my cruise on seven over. 77 yeah. is where I ride if I'm on the interstate. Right. If it's a 70, I ride at 77. The right. first time I ever got pulled over for a speeding ticket, I was going three miles over the speed limit. Yeah. And I don't know the math of speeding tickets, but I know that it ended up costing me $250 as a 16-year-old who does not have $250. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got just the cop was an asshole to me. Um, I got in a lot of trouble with the parents, for it, with right. the parents and I had I to sell my DVD months. collection Oof. to pay for the speeding ticket for right. going three miles Shit. over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my like, first like that's a fucking gauge being off. Yep. You on, know what I mean? On top of having to pay for my ticket and getting points on my license, I also had to, I was grounded for two months because I missed yeah. curfew. Not because I got the ticket. They were like, tickets happen. You know, your dad gets tickets all the time. He's had several, but like. Curfew don't get pushed back because yeah. you're in jail. Yeah. Or or getting a blowjob. So. <laughs> I had a good one. Uh, I, was com- I was about 16, 17 too. Okay. I was coming from my dad's land up in Wisconsin. And I, d- dude, there's like nothing but straight fucking farmland. You know, everywhere there's uh, you barely see any fucking cars. The, the next town's not for about 40 miles. So we're just ripping through and I had, man, we we're blasting music. We we're fucking, I'm flying. I blow right through a fucking stop sign, which I've done a billion times. Cause there's never any fucking cars there and right. you can see forever down the road. So, you know, no one's there. Well, apparently in the fucking cornfield, a cop was there this day oh. and he fucking came right out of there. And I was like, Oh, this sneaky motherfucker got me. So I, I pulled over and everybody in the grass, I would do it was a, it was a 35 right there for some stupid fucking reason. I was doing like 70. So I instantly, the second I saw him, I just pulled over right away because I knew I was getting, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going on a fucking chase right now. 
So he, he fucking gets there. He pulls me over and he's like, you know, he gets out and you uh, agitated right away. I could see it. And I was like, fuck. So now I'm like, mm, fuck, how am I going to get out of this shit? So he comes up to the door and he's like, uh, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I was, I was speeding. I'm, I'm trying to catch my uncle. I'm, I'm lost. I'm from Chicago, man. I, I have no idea where the fuck I'm at. There's cornfields. I don't know how to get to the highway. He was supposed to wait for me and I'm trying to catch him. He's, he's up there. And now, now I'm fucked. Now I have no idea how to get back and just went into a fucking I'm, I'm yours, man. Of like, now <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know where to, I'm I don't know. Idiot. I don't know where to go. Well, this was before there was, you know, yeah, like GPS yeah. and shit, you know, you wanted you get, you get your map quest. The thing was, I knew exactly where the fuck it was to come up here every weekend, but I've never <laughs> seen this fucking guy and I'm going to play stupid as fuck. So he takes my license and registration. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's he's been gone for a while. What the fuck is this guy doing? You know, we're all like, they're all like, oh, you're fucked, man. You got to cut. Oh, you're going to court. Your buddies. Yeah, all my buddies. Yeah, all, all my friends are in the car. Oh. Right? Like, it was a big party. So, <laughs> we're, like, yeah, just we're, everyone the, every, flying down every, the road, yeah, drinking some beer. Yeah, well, I don't. Thank God, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything. But I was like, fuck, you know, like. So this guy comes back, and I'm like, what the fuck? And he, he comes back. He didn't give me a ticket. He did not give me a ticket. You know what he did? He gave me instructions. He wrote them out on a how piece of paper. To how to get to the fucking highway, dude? I was like, this is the coolest fucking cop I've ever dude. seen. Yeah, he was awesome. What a good He's like, dude. just hey, just slow your speed down, man. This this. Don't worry about it. This is how you get back. You'll be good, man. Just slow down. Make sure See, you, get, the, you know. The irony like, of this situation this is, is that great. your story is the only story where you got off, and your story is the only story where you were a liar. Yeah. And yeah. all the rest yeah. of us so yeah. all yeah. the rest of us were honest yes. and we all got tickets. Yeah, no, no. I totally I totally got out of that. So That's hey, do, do you know yeah, would you have let me go? Or do you think you would have fucked me over? Yeah, I probably would let you go too. Absolutely. Awesome. Um a big conversation's always come up like what would you have done in that situation? Right. And uh my stepdad and I got a great story for that one. Um I had just gotten my learner's permit, like day one. And he goes out to the bar and just gets plastered. And he calls me because no one else was around. Like everyone else was out of town. And he goes, hey, man, like I need you to pick me up. I'm like, dude, I'm 15. Like I don't even have a license yet. And he goes, eh, it's only down the road. You've driven a car once. Like you're good. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Okay. So, you know, it's my stepdad. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, I didn't even think like call taxi. I'm a fucking 17-year-old kid. Like I don't, or whatever, 15-year-old kid. You know, like I don't, I don't know this stuff. Like, you know, like so I'm just like, all right. So I drive to the bar. I'm like scared of shit. Park up front. I'm sitting there. Cop goes by. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm down. You know, like duck. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you like you start breathing really moves. heavy. You see the window start fogging. I'm like, oh shit, turn that stuff on. Don't, you know, don't want to know. So uh, he comes out just plastered. I'm like, oh, man, like you're really drunk. I was like, how much did you drink tonight? And he goes, he goes, I had, I had uh, one beer. And I go, one beer. And it goes, every five minutes, motherfucker. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, what time did you start drinking? He was like, two o'clock. And I was like, oh my God, it's fucking midnight. And you know, like, this is fuck. So, anyways, long story short, we get home, no problems. So now the question was, we're out hanging out and someone's like, you find out someone's a cop, and we're like, hey, so uh what would you do as a police officer in the situation? You got a drunk guy in the front seat and the person with the learner's permit 
technically all it says in the handbook is that the person has to be of age or a legal guardian of with, the person right. in the, in the with driver's a license, seat right? with a license. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all it has to be. It says nothing about their sobriety. So it, it, it was one of those things that would stump a lot of cops. And we would ask every cop we met that question. And it was always varied. It'd be like, oh yeah, you're going to fucking jail. <laughs> or it was like, I guess I'd let you go because I'd rather have a sober you know, a novice driver on the road who's probably actually driving safer because he's so scared. Then a guy right. then like a guy who's like twenty beers yeah, in ten hours. Like, yeah, who's like falling asleep, you know, just sitting there trying to talk, mm-hmm. you know, slurring every word he says. Um, talking backwards sounds like Yoda, you know, like mm-hmm. you know. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I still um, think my mom had the best excuse so far to get out of a ticket. And and it was actually a real story. So she says she swears by it. She swears that it's the truth to this day, but she got pulled over doing 25 over in, uh, back home in our, in our County. And she, she's probably 10 minutes away from the house. And when the officer gets up to the window, she is like, her legs are together and she's like bent forward and she's holding herself. And and he doesn't even get into like, do you know why I pulled you over? And she says, officer, I'm about to shit in my pants. (laughs) If you want to follow me to my house and give me a ticket there, do it. But I'm going to shit in my car seat. If you don't let me go. And he goes, go home. (laughs) Yeah, That's done. I think that's That's, like the best one to do. Yeah. The thing is, what if the cop does follow you home? Now you're fucked because now you really have to like you have to do like an emergency shit and like well, he's not gonna come into the shitter with you no he's I gonna mean, wait outside till you get done shitting i guess uh, so you go inside sweat never come back out minutes yeah. never come back uh, out yeah <laughs> yeah oh man i've been, I've been here the, all goddamn day right back yeah. here i got your shit officer yeah. <laughs> i wasn't lying <laughs> and if you knew my mom like my mother is is very modest she's very kind and soft-spoken right so like to hear her tell that story you're like i can't believe she just said the word shit so was Let she alone. was she scamming or was she, she, she legitimately to this day was gonna shit to this day she still says that that was a real thing she's about oh, to have diarrhea. the actual it situation like, this was you know this was real urgency. I thought she was scamming. I was impressed. This was real urgency. No, you know my mom better than that. <laughs> and, I, and I tend to believe her. I tend to believe she actually was about, you know, she was crowning. She had, you know. I feel um, I feel like this is a true yeah, story. She had a hot fudge right in the back. I don't think anybody would make that up. Uh, yeah. Like, listen, this is the situation for me with cops. Like, when I was young and like most of my interactions, I was, I was honest and I was, you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. And like pretty scared, right? At right. a certain point, I got mad at cops in general and just stopped fucking taking any of it. Like I, I'm never unruly or belligerent or anything by any means. Right. But, you know, I had a buddy um, one time who was driving us around and he was drunk. My buddy driving the car was drunk. Not going to deny that one little bit. And he got pulled over and he's going to jail. Right. Fair enough. Well, the cop is like, why don't you just take the car and, you know, why don't you just take the car and leave? And I was like, is this a trick? It's like, because I, I came from the same bar that he right. came from. Right. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm sure you're okay. And I was like, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I will set my ass right here yeah. until someone comes to get me. Yeah, he's waiting. You for know, you to like fucking drive two feet and then fucking take your ass. Right, well, that's too. what I assume. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't the case. I don't know. But that's how it came off to me. Whereas, you know, as a kid or when I was younger, I feel like in that scenario, I would have been like, oh, OK, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, hopped in the car and then boom. Yeah. Like that's that's what I assume. It could be incorrect. I don't know. But I think he think he was trying to set him up. I feel like that was a setup. 100%. It seemed like. Yeah. Oh, I, I, all right. 
Yeah, yeah, that's because I, I wasn't too good to be true. Like he, the officer would already know just by like being in your presence, right? Like what your level is, right? Like, like I wasn't, yeah. you know, falling over myself at all, right? But I was. Yeah, I'd been at the fucking bar drinking some beers, right? And right. so, like, I didn't need to be driving the car either. Need by the law, whatever. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like what it was it, a setup. Point, point oh eight. No, I would, that, I would that's agree. That's not a lot. Yeah. I don't know. At a certain point, I just started saying, like, that's bullshit. Like, what everything you're telling me right now is bullshit, and I don't believe you. You know what I right. mean? And and it worked out better. Like I stopped, I stopped getting tickets and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I stopped getting that. tickets when I started driving. Well, fair enough. Safer. I drive like a fucking 75 yeah, year old man now. now me so. too. <laughs> I mean, True. Yeah. Which is a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, my worst thing that I still do is I'll, I'll go to change my music and shit, you know? Oh, I do that too. And for sure. I, so when I go to change my music, I, I always end up, you know, something else on my phone will draw my attention away for a second. Then I have to stop myself and be like, put my fucking phone back down. But I'm I generally just don't, I never drive drunk. Like I just don't do it. I'll take an Uber or I just won't go out. I usually don't drink if I'm out period. Right. Like I'll just be the DD. Yeah, so that's my, why I am. Yeah. If my friends invite me to a bar, I might have a drink if we're going to be there for a couple hours. Sure. But then I will want to, I want to be the one who's in control. You Absolutely. know, if a fight breaks out or if mm-hmm. something someone happens or someone needs, right. be, someone needs to be sober and I want to be that person. I you picked know? that. Yeah. I picked that role too. And it, mm-hmm. that also comes into like the, the alcoholism in my family. So I just kind of, I kind of stay away from as much as I can. I actually got in trouble in the military because of my fear of alcohol. Um, so a big thing in the military is uh, balls. Basically, not not cock balls, <laughs> but uh, military balls. Everyone gets together and uh, they have this thing called the grog. Uh, I know what you the guys, fucking grog is. So basically, it's a big bowl. And everybody is supposed to bring their own bottle of liquor. Hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. And everybody just pours it in there. So it's just a mixture of who knows what. And then you're supposed to drink it. Ferocious. It's like It's gross. Yeah. Yeah, But it's like, if you don't take any of it, you're a pussy. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. And you didn't take it. Right. So I didn't take it. I was also the guide on bear, which is the person who's supposed to be at the front lines holding that flag. Kind of like in the civil war, you see the guy at the front Mm -hmm. and then next to him is the little snare guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, the guide on is like the head of the formation. That's the pinnacle. Like, that's who you look up to. And I was a soldier of the quarter. So I was like awarded that right to be that person. And uh, I just like I started like just getting out of my skin about like the whole situation. Like, okay, the entire military police like installation like is here. Like everyone in the army that's military police is in this building and we're all drunk. Like this is the worst place to be. Like I started thinking about like. Like the fact that, well, now we're all driving drunk. And then I was like, an active shooter is going to happen. And all of us are fucking here. Like, you know, like this can't go well. So I was like, we're, this is a bad place. So I started freaking out and I left and I told my commander, cause I was sitting at his table with him. I said, sir, like I got to go. And I left. Well, that morning, apparently they forgot that I told him that. And I told another person to grab the guide on. They completely forgot about that. On account of being drunk. So, on account of being drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, if another company steals your guide on, that's like the biggest diss that you can possibly get in the biggest disgrace to your company. So, another company took our shit and took it back. So, uh, I ended up having to run about 10 miles to get that back. That was my punishment. Shit. But I got yelled at that morning when it got stolen for about three hours. That's what you get for being responsible. Yeah. So yeah, I got right. I I was responsible and I got just trashed on. Right. Mm -hmm. And they got through yelling at me 
And they didn't even give me like a time to give them an explanation until the very end of this, like literal three hour ass chewing got done. And I said, well, you know, my, my father's an alcoholic and I just, I was not comfortable. I tried telling you guys this and you guys forced me to go. And that's where we're at. And I, you know, I was literally in tears at this point. Cause like, this is messed up. Like, I don't know how to do this. So I was like, all right. Um, and so after I said that, they're like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Like literally like that whole conversation, they're like, just forget about that. We're really sorry. Yeah, you still like, have to well, run 10 miles. Now. But yeah, you yeah. gotta run 10 miles. You still gotta run that 10 back. miles to get fucked, it back but... because that's what the other company decided for you was to go do. So mm-hmm. you're gonna go do that. But forget that we said anything about it or we apologize. You know, we didn't realize that it was like something so serious. But like that I feel like the honesty seems like one of those things like like you said, you're honest, yes sir, no sir, to the cop, and yet mm-hmm. you still get reamed. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I was so nice, and everyone tells me if I'm just nice, I get out of it. You know, like right. And, and where um, where is, would the Marines have uh, been? Like, oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, probably not. No. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a kind. That's a kinder <laughs> I'm answer. Trying, than I I'm trying to think of like some of the different commanders that I've had, and no, no, I know, like you know. There's fucking when you're underage, you're not allowed to drink that. That's that's just how it is. But I know on the like the fucking Marine Corps ball, like our CEO would be like, have a beer, you know, all fucked up. He's lit up like a motherfucker and yeah. he's giving it. And they're like, I'm 18, sir. And he's like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And you're like, OK, sir, here we go. It's just kind of like I've never had know, alcohol in my life, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was fucking what, 26 when I went in. So I didn't fucking, I was, give me that shit. And fucking pounding them like left and right. But yeah, no, uh, for the most part. Yeah. If somebody of a higher rank is telling you fucking chug that shit, chug that shit. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. My commander once we were driving um, and I was his driver and he goes, let's cut through here. I'm like, sir, that's a forest. You can't just cut through that. He goes, did I ask for your permission? And I said, sir, I don't like what he goes, go. So I stopped the car, turn it. He goes, floor it. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I just floor it. I'm in this Humvee and I'm hauling ass towards these trees. So I'm like, I am so fucking dead. That is such a fucked so, up right? situation. So as in enlisted army, your officers are also retarded. Yes. Okay. So he goes. I didn't know if that was just goes, the Marine Corps. I just want to get over to where, the, where they're doing training right now and kind of sneak up on them. I'm like, well, what the fuck is a Humvee going through trees at 40 miles an hour going to sound like? <laughs> it's not going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be like if a bear fucking shits in the woods, does it make a sound or whatever that kind of thing? Like, uh-huh. no shit, it makes a sound. You know, like that kind of situation about what we're doing. Right. So, so I'm forward towards these trees. I'm like, this is like suicide. And And I'm like, well, we're in an armored vehicle. So I guess it'll probably be okay. So. What kind of fucked up situation do you have to go in? That you have to rationalize like that. So. We and then, and then you're going to get that shit fucking stuck. And he's going to be like, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> like start blaming you. Why, why the fuck would you do that? So we get through this entire, like <laughs> this whole entire forest line into this other side of like an opening, like where this training area is. And I get out the entire side of things just scraped to shit. Uh, the, the mirrors are ripped off, you know, like it's just trash. Right. And he goes, now go tell the mechanics to fix that shit. We're leaving in an hour. And I'm like, what? So I go to the mechanic. I'm like, Hey man, you guys got to fix this. I like blew the hubs out on this thing. Like the thing was just trashed and they're like, Oh shit. I'm like, the commander said it needs to be done. So you need to get done now. And so they're like, okay. So they rip apart this whole entire thing, put it back together in an hour. I don't know how they did it. And we're back on the road driving. He goes, see, 
you went through all that and nothing ever happened to the vehicle. I'm like, oh, a lot happened to the vehicle. But we'll, we'll go <laughs> ahead. Is, and, you know, we'll, we'll let this go. God damn. Pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah, right. that's where your money's going. There, there, there's your Thank you for your service. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's uh, stuff like that happens all the time. But I enjoyed the military. Do you enjoy oh, it? I fucking love like, it. Like, if I look back on it and everyone goes, how was boot camp? And you're like, it was hard. But then you think about it like later in life, you're like, yeah. that shit was cake. And I would literally go back to boot camp for the rest of my life. Like, it, like, yeah, three, I didn't three mind fucking it. meals a day. Right. Fucking go to sleep good every night. Exercise. Fucking exhausted all right. the time. You get to shoot guns, blow mm-hmm. stuff up. And then at the end of the day, you just go and lay down in a rack and you say goodnight you, to your bunk partner. You and do, that's it. Did you do any of the training in the helicopter where they flip it in the pool? No, I didn't have to do any you of that stuff. That? So yeah, the oh, army has, did that. that was the best training. I would love to have done that. That would have been fun. But uh, we did Humvee rollover training, yeah, which was yeah. good. You said your favorite time was always the coloring hour before nap time, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite, eating crayons. <laughs> so, so it's a caveat to that. Milk, has, milk and cookie time. <laughs> has, has anyone ever lied for a good cause, even though it may have been the wrong reason, but like it was a good like it was a good reason. Oh, every lie I've ever oh, told. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Wow. Like, Including that one? Right. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Where, like, you saw the better side of something that was technically wrong, but, like, I just, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't Maybe really, not that extreme. I well, I didn't put myself in a whole lot of positions to ever really get in trouble, I guess you could say. In the I tried. I tried. Like, I uh, I mean, everybody, you still get fucked up for, right. for stupid shit. Yeah. Like uh, Kevin, when he got out, right, he already had his papers and we were fucking at one of the, the MCX over there, which is like a little grocery store on base. Like or whatever. Walmart. So we're in there and this fucking Captain hard ass fucking he comes up, right? And he's like, what the fuck is this shit, devil dog? Like, look at your fucking nasty face. Because he had, like, the fucking little stubble going on. He's got his fucking papers to leave the fucking base. Was it DD-14? Yeah, the DD-214. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's like, yeah, uh, you know. And then he starts blasting me because I had a higher rank than Kevin. And he's like... And you're fucking sitting here and you don't want to fucking correct him. Blah, blah, blah. And he starts blasting my ass. So now I'm like, you got to be this motherfucker. I'm like, he's got his DD-214. He's leaving today. <laughs> he's not gone yet, motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I sir. All right. <laughs> what, okay. All right. You fucking, what, all that for a fucking stubble <laughs> right. on his fucking chin the day he's leaving, you stupid cocksucker. Like, I give a fuck. <laughs> like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's... <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though? It's, it's like, totally they saying, fucking, but... like, make everything. <laughs> like, it's the end of the fucking Jesus. world. They do. Uh, like, about the dumbest shit. But they then, do. like, sometimes when some serious shit happens, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, go to bat for me like that, man. Yeah. Where the fuck right. are you to go to bat for me like that when, you know, dude's got his fucking face fucked up because, God forbid, he fucking missed the whisker. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's uh, God forbid. You know what's funny? Yeah. What's funny about that situation is that shitbags in the military just get left alone because, like, the military just expects now that they're a shitbag. So they just let those people be alone. But the second that the stellar A-plus person, like, does anything wrong, even if it's, like, 
they like didn't lace their boot right that day or something like stupid, you know, like oh, they yeah. just get reamed and dragged across the ground. But that guy who hasn't been to work in 70 days and they don't even notice because he's been at home drinking beer the whole time. And they're just like, they don't even think about him. That's how like, like yeah, apart he is from the actual group. And one day they just realize, oh shit, where'd that person be? Eh, whatever. He's at home. I, I just, yeah. I just like but, the fucking PT studs that right. were like dumber than a box of fucking rocks. But that's like, the person no who's idea, at the top. But they're like. They're, they're, fucking, they're, they're the gods of the Marine Corps because they're like they can do I can fucking do a thousand fucking pull ups. You know, I can <laughs> I can fucking I can fucking run for three years straight without water. How about you? Right. You know, like and you're just like, oh, OK, fine. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, all right, yeah. man. Like, yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck you say, like, dude. Cool. I don't care. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you, go, you go through the, the okay, combat yeah. class. You got to figure out how to like kill somebody. That. Yeah. You got to right. figure out how to work that to your advantage. That's the tactful part of being in military yeah there's a tact with everything you do uh, in the military. everything everything you do 100 mm. percent. Mm. Is, is this the time to take a shit maybe not i don't know do you need yeah. to take a shit no no, no. i'm just saying like, in the military that's how it is, oh. that's, how it is. Like, that's how it is like in the military is, is this <laughs> the time like, are you asking me permission to take a shit in my house <laughs> right like <laughs> No, but you're should, right. Should I? Should I take a shit right now? I'm right. not your boss anymore. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. You're like, I don't know. And then you walk away and the next thing you know, you're getting your ass reamed. Yeah. And you're like, you see, know, I knew I shouldn't have taken a shit yeah, right now. You're sitting on the toilet and I don't know you feel the big green weenie of the military just yeah. shoving right up your ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the big green weenie. The big green weenie. Yeah. Oh, just I, think we have, I think we have the title of our episode, boys. Yeah. The, like big, the big green weenie, weenie of yep. Dylan Woods. You feel You feel it. Right Dylan Woods is big green weenie <laughs> there's no there's no lube added and it's just going right in it's coming out your mouth so you're like reverse choking your- <laughs> like it's coming out but at the same time you're choking because there's first no, you know just right through the center of you, you can't yeah. tell if you're vomiting just, or choking it's yeah. right oh, man yeah it's oh, no longer man. a gag just a straight choke and it's uh <laughs> those it's are bad the those get, are the best just getting reamed by the big green weenie don't you don't yeah. you miss it I do miss the big green weenie. Like, I miss like, the fuckery. Uh, yeah. Like sometimes, man, I just like I don't know. I miss it. Sometimes I miss I miss get being fucked with all. So you have Stockholm syndrome. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. You like, miss there's, being fucked. Yeah, someone like, says something bad about it, and you're like, "Hey, fuck you." I just miss yeah. when like somebody else would do something stupid, and everybody had to pay for it. Yeah. Like what? it was, that was the, good. It, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds, sounds terrible. Yeah. It sounds like the opposite of <laughs> what I would you, say. But you get used to it. He it did it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Why am I? Have to, I yeah. He did it. No. It's it's, it's start, perfect. Like, you start enjoying like those hundred push-ups. It, you're like, yeah. Yeah, this is good for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like you like the abuse. You know? Yeah. Jake and I just can't relate. You're, no, no. Just, <laughs> you're in an abusive relationship. Jake just vehemently shakes his head. No. Yeah. It's really no, hard it's, for me it's, to it's, imagine it's, a situation yeah. where I'm enjoying no, I, 100 push ups. I, I did 22 push ups the other day, and the and all of them, I was like, fuck this. Uh, fuck this number yeah. two. <laughs> fuck this number three. Yes. Fuck, but, I fucking yes. hated it. Yes. But it's weird. Yeah. Like when you're in there, you, you get fucked with so much about almost everything. At the time, you fucking hate it. You're like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. You look oh back my at God. It. But now looking back at it. It was the easiest life you could have ever yeah, lived. I'm best like, paycheck you could have ever gotten. So, so I will fun. say this, man. Like, So to, to relate that to something that I think at least I don't know how it is with sororities, but I was in a fraternity for one semester in college. And I think that 
it's probably probably the easiest way to relate it to someone who has never served in the military. But the fraternity that I was in was sort of known for hazing, having, hazing. hazing and, and having this really long initiation that you had to go through. I'm not going to say the name of the fraternity. I'm not going to say the name of the process, but it's a three week process and it's 21 straight days through from sunrise until whenever you finish your mission, you have 21 missions to finish. So as a group, you go every sunrise and you meet at the house and you do PT and you do push-ups and sit-ups and wall squats and jumping jacks and all this shit. And then you have to run a mile in your underwear around the campus. And so every morning you have people who will come out and just like clap and wave and laugh at you and throw eggs at you and shit like that. Cause they know that, that this particular fraternity is going to be sending their, you know, initiatives uh, initiates all around the campus every morning. Uh, and then every night you meet up at the same time you sit down and you get a debrief and then they tell you, here's what you have to do. And so some of our missions, for example, we had to buy a pack of cigarettes across state lines. It was one of our first missions and it was just sort of like a team building exercise. Like, you know, this is how it's going to be. I think it was probably the very first night. Mission seven, bury a body together. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's kind of what we were expecting. You know, that everyone builds it up. There's this shroud of like this mystique about everything. And so it's all built up and there are all these rumors too. Like, are you going to have to fuck an animal at the end? Are you going to have to fuck each other at the end? <laughs> Cause like when you would in, you have when, when you no like when you were in it when you were like deep no. in the bonds of brotherhood no so at the very the very last night that's sort of the rumor of all of it is like we're going into the woods but the very first week you're like fuck this basically you've told me several stories about boot camp and how the first month or so you're oh, like the worst fuck this it's shit the it's the worst the second month you're like this sucks ass the third month you're like that's not so bad and then when you get out you're like I could have done that again now. Yeah, the, well, the first of the three weeks was the basically the equivalent. You know, the very first night, we're all tired. We had to drive. They said you have to drive across state lines to buy a pack of smokes. So we did. We we drove. I think two or three hours um, to the near the uh, the next nearest state. Basically, you, we weren't allowed to go to Ohio or Indiana. I'm pretty sure. And we drove. I think three hours one way. Bought a pack of cigarettes. Turned around and drove back. But we had to take like four cars in a caravan. To fit all, you know, however many of us there were. The next night, it was steal a road sign, but it had to be a certain size. So the only signs that you can steal that are that big are interstate signs. And interstate signs are... Interstate signs are fucking huge. That's a billboard. It is a billboard and it requires a ladder and multiple people and tools. And we had none of those things when we first went out there. So you would go to jail so hard for that. (laughs) So we had to find like the, you know, the darkest bend in an interstate where there was also a sign, the perfect area to get one of these. But we also had a goal as a team. When we set out that night, we were like, we're going to get an I-69 interstate sign. Because there's nothing better than to do, you know, to get the I-69. Right. Right. When we pulled up to the sign the very first time, we realized very quickly we had none of the right tools. We had to pool our money and drive to the nearest Walmart, come back with the tools. And then we all parked, you know, um, we left one car there with the, the crew that was taking the sign. We had a truck drive back to the nearest exit basically and what the and the the thing was when you guys are lowering it down call and we'll drive up put it in the back of the truck we'll drive away and then the next car comes and picks you guys up and we're all out 
So we actually split our group in two. It's pretty tactical. Right. I like that. <clears throat> and so we got it down to this point. <laughs> we got down to the point at which they had about half of the bolts out of the back of the sign and um, cops roll up on them. A cop rolls up on them. And there's only one dude up there doing the if this work. was a movie. I'm sorry to interrupt you. If this was a movie, the cop would be a member of the fraternity. Oh, yeah. And he would like a legacy <laughs> member. No. Yeah. So. There's only one dude up there doing the sign work and the rest of them are on the ground. Um, and so basically what they said, I wasn't in, I wasn't with the sign crew. I was with the exit crew. So I'm sitting on, I'm the one with my phone waiting for them to call me to come sw- swing in and pick them up. And basically what they told me was when the cop got there, the other three guys all pulled their pants down and pretended they were all taking a piss. And they distracted the cop long enough that he let them get in their car and go uh, while the other guy literally hung by his hands from the back of the sign, the opposite side of that sign. He was hanging there the whole fucking time, holding on to the top of that interstate sign. To be fair, I would have never made it through the front door yeah. you know, of the process. Yeah. Like, I would have just stayed on my couch and played Xbox <laughs> the whole time as opposed yeah. to getting in any of it. But I mean, most of that does more or less sound like the shit that me and my buddies were doing. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Just, yeah. we didn't have anyone telling us to do it. Mm-hmm. We were just doing it. Yeah. And at the time, like those dudes doing all that shit together, there's no closer bond than you really get in college, at least unless you're in the service, you know, there's really no, you're risking life and limb with a group of dudes and you're helping each other. You're lying for each other. You're, you know, holding each other up while the other one steals a road sign. Camaraderie is dope. It's camaraderie. And that's what it really built there. Like they're definitely hard limits to what I would have done that night. Um, fucking an animal or sucking one of my brother's dicks was not one of those things that I would have ever done. Um, but you know, if they, you know, they're like, Hey, we need to just murder this homeless guy right here. I'll probably would have, that's fine. Let's do it. No, I feel that. I mean, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. Like, Everyone's like, let's do it. What? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. No, I mean, my, my best friends are the people who are still my best friends are the same ones that I was fucking stealing fucking signs off of the baseball field with and yep. getting, breaking into the high school, doing all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. So for sure. I think that's how it goes. The kids that you do the worst stuff with just in the beginning, it builds that bond that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, boys, this is a good way to start off season two. Hell yeah. Um, Dylan, thank you for joining us to hey, be our guest. Thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate it's, um, it. It's been good. Thanks for listening to the show, yeah. too. Yeah. Long time listener. We really, we really appreciate it. Long I really time. like it. <laughs> Me love you long time, man. <laughs> I like uh, it. And Brian, I mean, this is, is you know, Dylan was your guest. You invited him in. Yeah. So um, he's, you know, if our episode doesn't get enough plays, then you're fired. Okay. So. Sounds good. Uh, do you want to hear do, that, people? You listen. Guys, you guys want to do the sign off tonight? Yeah. What's the, you, you, you guys are family? You ready to? We'll do it. We'll do it together. Sure. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say thank you. <laughs> and what am I supposed to do? You're gonna do the sign off with. You. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna say thank you for listening to our show. Mm-hmm. And now you say, "Have a good night." Have a good night. <laughs> you guys suck. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do a good one. Hold that on. good. What a cop out. Uh, well, I mean, I can just. These are the men who are protecting our country. I'm gonna say thank you. And uh, And then you say, have a a good night. (laughs) Have a good night. Let's all be polite in season two. All right. Very nice. All right. All right. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. God damn it. (laughs) Have a good night, (laughs) Saucy.